0: Um, this is only the second time that I've been up here and shared the message, and the first time that I did it, um, I said, this is super awkward for me, this is just, it's weird for me not to have my guitar around me, so, at any point, if you see me kind of like inching (laughs) towards it, or like, maybe like strumming a little air guitar, it's just like, it's just my way of coping with the stress, so, um... (laughs) <laughs> Appreciate you guys um, working with me this morning. Um, it's it's kind of like speaking up here on stage is really kind of like writing with my opposite hand. It's just kind of unnatural and a little awkward. Um, and what's funny is that the first time, well when Josh asked me to speak for this message series, my initial reaction was nope, find somebody else. <laughs> um, and that, that's literally what I said. He was you know pretty gracious, and of course I was I was really willing to do it. Um, but um, for some of you, maybe our our topic this morning that we're going to look at is that whole writing with the opposite hand experience. Um, maybe us gathering on Sunday morning and and singing together is just kind of like that's just weird. It's just awkward, um, and I totally get that. It only hurts me a little bit. Um, just just kidding. I'm, I understand. Um, but really, if you think about it, what other what other gatherings do we Come together and sing songs um, to somebody who's unseen about another man, Jesus, with a group of other people. There really aren't any, as far as I know, that we do that that in. So I understand that it's a little awkward. Um, knowing this, as I prepared my message that this can be a little bit of an awkward subject for some, um, I came to the conclusion that I just I want to communicate two things to you guys this morning. Um, first, I, I really hope. Um, as we look into the scripture and just dig out what it has to say about who God is, why we worship him, and and even some how-tos that the scripture has, Um, I really hope to widen your view of of what we're accomplishing as we gather here on Sunday mornings. Secondly, I do hope to equip you with some tools that you can use here on Sunday mornings as we worship together, and then also even on your own time as you worship God alone. Um, So and when I was asked to come up with a statement for what I live for, um, it was pretty easy, actually. Um, this is what I came up with. Uh, I I really live to create an atmosphere where people can connect with God. Um, this is something that just really fires me up. It really does. And um, some of you may have noticed that um, I can get pretty easily choked up at times during our worship service, um, just as I look out and I see people who are really connecting with the Lord. Um, and maybe even I know what you're going through. If there's like tears rolling down your face, if there's just, there's, you're walking through a valley and I can say, that's somebody who's really connecting with God and and I'm actually helping that make that, make that connection. And it's really just a blessing. If you were to ask me what my dream job would be, I would say in full confidence that I'm doing it already. I really am, um, very blessed and thankful to do what I do. Um, just a little background on, for me, for you guys, if you don't know, um, I, uh, Music has been a part of my life forever. I grew up in a family full of bluegrass singing Kentucky, Kentucky hillbilly musicians. Um, I have two uncles that are professional bluegrass musicians, and uh, my my dad, and my brothers. We all play guitar and, and sing, and um, our, our family gatherings are never short of a guitar or five or you know. So, but it's a lot of fun, and with that, I, I really began to play guitar at an early age and sing. Um, but when I became a Christian about seven years ago, um, God really did something with this talent and, and really helped me realize through a series of, of butt kickings, really, um, just in life, that I, I needed to be using this gift for him and for his glory. And so, um, and really, again, ever since I became a Christian, ever, ever since I've decided to follow Christ, um, God has used music to really move me deeply, move me in ways that you know, not really anything else can. Um excuse me i 'm already getting the dry mouth, um, whether it be just because uh, you know I, I feel far from him in a time of sin or or whether it 's just to remind me of just who he is and, and just what he 's doing in my life and the lives of those around me and um, really he he 's just used it to to overwhelm me at times and again you i 'm sure you've noticed that. When I see people out in the congregation connecting with God, it's hard for me to even get the words out. And so, you know, we're just a mess together. Um, <laughs> um, so, again, I, I'm, just, I'm, really, I'm really grateful to do what I do. Um, I appreciate you guys just joining in with us as we do on Sunday morning. Um, as you'll see in your listening guide, we're going to be taking a look um, at a chapter in Psalm this morning that I believe will be a real help in, in hopefully clarifying those two things. Um, I, I hope that it kind of gives you a picture of, of who God is and why we join together in worship and praise to him on Sunday mornings. And then also, I, I hope it helps you kind of you know, get, a, get a glimpse of the how-tos, some, some practical how-tos to worship God um, on Sunday morning and even on your own. So let's look at that together. It's up here on the screens. It says, Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. And this is Psalm 100. So as we go on this morning, we'll be uh, referring back to this chapter pretty often as I try to kind of unpack it and, and again, just kind of hone in on those two specific things, the, the, the why behind our worship here on Sunday mornings and some practical how-tos. Um, for some of you, and especially you men, this may be a really awkward thing. Again, like you're coming to a church and you're singing to somebody who's unseen about another man. It's awkward. And I, I agree that at times it can be. Um, but, uh, you know, and, and maybe for others of you, it's the whole, like, just gathering and singing in front of other people. Um, you know, that's just really weird maybe for you, and you wouldn't engage or participate in a way that you would maybe if you were alone. Um, and then maybe for others, when we do songs that call for raising your hands or shouting to the Lord, you know, that stuff doesn't make sense to you. You're thinking, why would I do that, or when would I do that? When's that appropriate? Um, so again, I hope that, you know, there's not, there's not necessarily specific answers to those things, but I hope to give you guys some practical help as we look at the scripture. Um, so I'd like to go ahead and just pray as we, as we jump in and just ask God to bless our time together. So let's pray together. Uh, God, we uh, just thank you, Lord, for the opportunity to gather and... I thank you for our time of worship that we already shared and, and just pray Lord that as we look at your scripture this morning that you would you'd speak to us as individuals, God, that you would speak to us as a congregation and, and help us really to get a grip on um, just why we come together, why we worship, what what's the significance of it God and, and I pray that at the end of this we, we both we all really see that this has huge significance God that when we come together as a, as a body of Christ and we we praise your name Lord you you are here, and, and, God, things can happen that just are, are, are miraculous. And so we, we pray that you would just take away any distraction now, God, and I ask for you to, to just put a guard over my mouth as I speak this morning. And um, we just pray that you'd bless our time. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, so um, first I'd like for us to take a look at some of the, the whys behind praise and worship. And, again, um, Psalm 100 provides some pretty, some pretty clear whys. Um, and you guys can follow along in your listening guide. Um, there's three points that we're going to look at initially. Um, first, why do we worship God? First and foremost, we worship God because he is God. The first part, the first part of verse 3 says, know that the Lord is God. Um, what you'll notice that the verse does not say, is it, it doesn't say notice that he is a God. It says, know that he, the Lord is God and that he alone is God. So we worship him because he is God. Um, second... We worship him because he is creator. The second half of verse 3 says, It is he who made us. Um, Last week, in preparation for this message, I came across a quote, and it it really blew my mind as it kind of spoke to the idea of worshiping God as creator. Um, And I, I was so kind of like flabbergasted by it that I didn't even find the person who wrote it initially. So... Maybe if you type in a couple of the first lines in Google, you'll find it. But I don't know who did it. Um, So here's what it says. It says, biblical worship is grounded in the fact that God is creator of all. Just as we looked at it, we worship God as creator. Now, take a look at this. It says, the task of humans is to bring to conscious thought and expression the worship of the rest of creation. Heaven and earth are full of God's glory, but God's image-bearing creatures, we humans, are called to know that it is so, and put it into words of praise. For me, this was kind of just like when I first read that, blew my mind. I was like, "Wow! Like this is really cool! Like what a what a, an opportunity and responsibility we have to really call to praise, to bring words to the praise that creation is already giving." Um, what I'd like to do just real quick is for us to take a look at some pictures. Um, that I think really speak to this effect and will kind of give you guys, just again, help you connect with the Lord just as creator and see just the the, the amazingness of, of his creation. So let's take a look at those real quick. This is Psalm 19. As we look around at the at the sheer just magnitude of of God's creation and the beauty and majesty, um, what this what this quote is saying is that we can, with full confidence, say that God has given us you and I um, the privilege and responsibility of putting into words of praise the worship that creation is already giving, just by being created, the world and all that's in it. The universe, the planets, and stars are praising God. And our job, as those created in God's image, bearing his likeness, is to bring words to that unspoken praise. So, thirdly, you'll have to excuse me. (laughs) Thirdly, as you guys can see in your listening guide, um, we worship God because of his character. And verse 5 says, For the Lord is good. His love endures forever. His faithfulness continues throughout all generations. Personally, I would think if we just focused on these three things, we would have enough to worship God for the rest of eternity. There's enough there just of, of who he is, his, his power, his, his, him being creator, him being God. We could worship him just with those three things. But fourth, but fourth and finally, um, and really most importantly, we, we worship God because he is the Savior. And if you look at the second half of verse 3, it reads, We are his people, the sheep of his pasture. And, and a shepherd is one who protects and, and guides his flock. He protects his sheep from any harm that may come. Um, and really what's cool is that in the New Testament, there's a great parallel of this verse that Jesus shares, um, as he says in John ten eleven, and he says, this, this is Jesus speaking, he says, I am the good shepherd. I know my sheep. Oh, I'm sorry, this is, I have a different one. I know my sheep and my sheep know me. Um, the shepherd, the good shepherd lays down his life for the sheep. Um, so in the Old Testament, around the time that s- this psalm was written, um, God's chosen people, the Israelite nation, they were saved by God, but, but through faith through faith in in God's promises and him saying, I am who I am and I'm going to do what I say I'm going to do. Um, For us, similarly, we are saved um, by grace, by God's grace through our faith in what God has already accomplished through Jesus Christ. Um, Jesus Christ came to the earth as a man, fully God, um, and died as a sacrifice for us, that we could be able to relate to God, that we could have a connection with him. Um, So we worship him as a savior. So, Those are some four, just kind of, again, the the whole idea of widening your view of what what we do when we come to worship on Sunday mornings. It's really not just a chance for us to, you know, share our voice and for everybody to see how great of a singer we are or, you know, whatever it may be. But it's really an opportunity for us to worship God as God, as creator, because of his character, and as savior. For those of you who have decided to follow Christ, as you come in on Sunday mornings, this is a real, it's a real special opportunity for you to connect with the living God. Um, for maybe some of you who haven't made that connection, and there, you know, there may be some of you here who haven't decided to, to follow Christ, or maybe that's just, you know, you're not sure how to make sense of all of that, I really hope that when you come on Sunday mornings that you, you really get a glimpse of something special as well, that you're able to... Um, kind of just see something different as you engage with us in worship. And so again, hopefully this clarifies um, some, of the, some of the whys behind our worship at OCC. Um, so what I'd like to do now is go back to the beginning of this chapter in Psalm and look at some of the, um, the how-tos um, behind praise and worship. Some of you might be saying, I'm in, I love it, definitely want to worship God as, as God, as creator, because of his character, because he's savior. But what does that look like? How do I do that when I come on Sunday mornings? Um, what's cool is that the scripture has a lot to say about that. So um, really, and when I say the how-tos or the how, I, I'm talking about um, the attitudes and, and heart postures that this chapter is is speaking about. And, and when I say heart posture, that may be a foreign term. Um, if you think about just the posture that your body is in right now, um, if you think of your, your heart in the same way, you know, you're, you're maybe sitting, you're relaxing, possibly slouching a little bit, woke up tired. It's all good, you know. But think of your heart in the same way. As we, as we come to worship on Sunday mornings, you might be sitting during a song, but in your heart you're, you are standing in awe of God, or you are bowing in reverence, or you are lifting your hands in praise to him. So look at verse 1 and 2 and 4, and we'll kind of get an idea of, of the attitudes that we, can, that we should come to, to OCC, or to any, any point where we're just going to be praising God together. Um, Or even on your own, there's a couple of attitudes that we really can come to God with. And if you would humor me, I'm going to make this a little bit interactive here. Um, Would you guys read with me? This is Psalm 100, um, 1, 2, and 4. Let's read that out loud together. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Worship the Lord with gladness. Come before him with joyful songs. Enter his gates with thanksgiving and his courts with praise. Give thanks to him and praise his name. So, if you notice, there's kind of a pattern that comes out of that. Um, really, the overall theme of our worship to God should be rooted in the, the attitudes of joy and thanksgiving as we come to him on Sunday mornings, and even just on, on our own. And what's cool is if you, if you have your Bibles, if some of you do, you actually can see that the title of this psalm is a psalm or song of giving thanks. So it's kind of cool how that's just been, you know, wired in, and that really is just the root of why we come together on Sunday mornings. So how do you do that? How do you show joy or thanksgiving? It may not be that easy, and that's okay. Um, One example, and this one's kind of out there, you know, it's not something that we necessarily do every Sunday morning, but verse 1 says, shout to the Lord, all the earth. Shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Um, And so, and and I guess I'd like to pose a question related to shouting. What kinds of things would you say we normally shout or or cheer for in life? Probably like our our favorite baseball team, like hitting a home run or maybe even a loved one graduating from college. We usually like hoot and holler and we're clapping and we're shouting with joy, right? We do that, right? So um, I guess the question I'd like to pose this morning is how much more joy and thanksgiving should flow out of us as we come into the presence of, of our God, our Creator, the lover of our souls, and our Savior. And, and this is really a, a, a test for me as well, I guess you could say, or a, or a challenge, because it was funny, on my wife and I's vacation a few weeks back, we um, got to go to a Giants game in San Francisco, and you know when they scored a run, I found myself kind of freaking out. And I almost surprised myself. I'm just like, whoa, <laughs> like, you really got into that. you know? Like, and I'm hooting and hollering and just having a great time and really excited. And so as I thought about this, I said, man, like, I guess I don't do that either when I come to Sunday mornings. And for you, you need somebody who's going to lead you in those things. Not to say that I should be shouting and yelling on stage, but there's, you know what I mean, and within Scripture, there's some real great things that we can do together that really show our joy and our thanksgiving to the Lord. Um, so to get you thinking about this, um, what I'd like you to do, even now, is kind of be thinking: What are some ways that when I come on Sunday morning, I can show my joy and thanksgiving to the Lord? And even a new, a new way—maybe some uncharted territory for you. Just be thinking about that as we go on this morning. Um, and some of you might answer right back to me and say, "I'm not that guy. I'm not the guy who shouts at a baseball game. In fact, I get freaked out by the families who always have to be super loud and have the blow horns at the graduation. That's okay." You know, a lot of this is going to come down to, to personality. Um, some of you also might answer back and say, I'm that crazy person. <laughs> like, I love to just shout and, and just clap. And, you know, that's great, too. I mean, we, we here at OCC, we want you to be who you are. And for those of you who are a little bit more reserved, don't, don't go crazy if you don't want to. God doesn't expect you to be somebody you're not in worship. He wants you to come before him as you are and show the praise in the way that really makes sense to you. But I would like to encourage you and challenge you to think through some ways that you can be showing that, maybe outside of your comfort zone. Um, so let's see here. I would, um, I lost my place. Sorry. Okay. So we looked at some of the attitudes and that just being joy and thanksgiving. Um, and these are, again, our postures of our heart as well. We come in with, with just an attitude of joy, and we're, just, we're thankful for God and what he's doing in our lives, and we're going to praise him with all that we've got. What would maybe some of the wrong attitudes look like, you might be asking. Um, the scripture has a lot to say about this as well. When we come to worship God, um, there's some, some things that we really should be checking or, or searching in ourselves um, as we prepare to come before the Lord. And, and so maybe some of you come into service on Sunday morning, and you're just not feeling it. You know, you're just not like, eh, I'm not going to worship this morning. And believe me, I've actually been there too. Like, I've had times where I come and I'm just like, I'm tired, you know, I'm too stressed, I got so much going on, I I really can't focus right now. Have you guys been there? Yes, I'm sure we all have, and and believe me, I have to deal with this almost every Sunday. Um, These, you know, the the I'm too stressed, or uh, I'm too tired, or even how about, I was really hurt by what so-and-so said to me last night. And it's just really affecting my ability to connect with God. Um, These attitudes and those heart postures will really keep us from being able to connect with God on Sunday morning. They will hinder us from being able to worship him. And so again, the scripture has a lot to say about these things. And um, what I'd like to do is, is just take a quick look at uh, Matthew 5, 23, 24 and you might actually recognize this verse. Um, it's one of our heart attitudes, heart attitude four, which is clear up relationships. Um, so as we come, you might expe- you might be experiencing unclear relationships, and this is what um, the scripture has to say about that. Uh, Matthew 5:23-24 says, therefore, if you are offering your gift at the altar, and around this time that was worship, You're, you come with a gift to the altar. To, to, to offer that to God as a, as a sacrifice of praise. Um, so if you come to the, if you're at the altar offering your gift, and there you remember that your brother has something against you, leave your, leave your gift there in front of the altar. First go and be reconciled to your brother, then come and offer your gift. What this is really communicating is God is way more concerned with our relationships to one another being clear than he is with our worship to him. First and foremost, we need to be clear with one another, we need to be allowing the Holy Spirit to search us when we come into the presence of God on Sunday morning. And again, this is a really hard one for me as well. Like I I deal with this and you know, I could come in on Sunday morning and maybe there's a sound issue and I can get kind of testy or even maybe even snap at one of the guys. That, if I don't take the time to clear that up, I, I am then hindered and really unable to lead you people in worship the way that I could if I would have taken the time to clear that up and make sure that those guys understand. Like, guys back there, I I love you. You know that I do. (laughs) You work hard, and I appreciate what you do, and thank you for putting up with me. Um, So, or how about distraction or stress when you come into worship? Um, I'm sure many of you know the story of Martha and Mary in the New Testament. Um, So, and picture this. Jesus, our Lord and Savior, is at your house for dinner. It's pretty awesome, right? Martha, which I, I mean, I think justifiably, she was she was really focused on like making things nice and and cooking and, and making sure that the meal was prepared and, and you know all this was ready for the Lord and for their guests. Um, Mary, on the other hand, was completely content by just sitting at the feet of Jesus and listening to him. And what I think is funny is that Martha actually ended up complaining, <laughs> complaining to Jesus about this. Um, and I don't want you to feel bad for those of you who are Marthas. We need you. We do. I'm a, I'm a Mary, so <laughs> we, I would never get anything done if it was just up to me. So Martha, Martha's out there. We need you. Um, but once Martha went to Jesus, she said, Lord, Lord, are you not going to say something to my sister? She's not helping and Jesus said to, to Martha, he said, Martha, Martha, this is Luke ten forty one forty two. 41, um, The Lord answered, you are worried and upset about many things, but only one thing is needed. Mary has chosen what is better, and it won't be taken away from her. Martha was too concerned with making everything just so, and she really missed out on an opportunity to connect with the Lord Jesus. Um, And and it's funny, we actually sang about this very fact. Before Taylor came up, we sang a song called, Your Love is Better Than Life. And the lyrics said, One thing is needed, and I will seek. The one thing of sitting at your feet. The one thing of knowing you and all that you are. So we said that, and we sang that to the Lord this morning. We said, Lord, during this time, in this moment, we are going to focus on just worshiping you. And again... It, it, you may not be. You may be thinking about what you have to do for lunch today. You may be thinking about connecting with your family later. That's okay. I mean, I just, I, I really want again, just to kind of give you guys a view of of, of ways that you can begin to, um, just really, search yourselves as we come into worship on Sunday mornings. Before um, we wrap up, and I feel like, okay, I'm doing all right. So the first time I did this, I, I flew through it, 15 minutes. Wow. Yeah. And so um, the second time I did it, it was like 21. I was like, all right, we're getting there. I did it with, I I shared it with my wife last night, um, and I was like 35. And I was like, oh, gosh, I can't find a happy medium. So I think we're good. We're good. Um, So before we wrap up, what I'd like to do is is leave you guys with with some more of the practical how-tos. And this being more on on the physical aspect side of worship as we come together on Sunday morning. Um, so up on the screen you'll see there's some, there's some physical forms of worship that the scripture gives us and the scriptures that they're supported by and I've got categories so the first one is with our voices um, we come together and we sing so number one is singing and Psalm 47 6 says sing praises to God sing praises to our king sing praises second is shouting as we looked at earlier Psalms 101 says shout for joy to the Lord, all the earth. Next, another category is our posture. Not necessarily the posture of our hearts, but our actual physical posture. Um, and, and we can first be standing. You know, we, we, I ask you guys to stand as we, as we worship God, that we stand in honor of, of his presence here first and foremost. And then for individuals, we stand because we're in awe of what he's doing. We're in awe of what he's doing in our lives. As we look around at other people at OCC, we can say, man, I see God working in their life. I see God really doing something special, doing something miraculous. And that's we stand together and we, and we sing together in that fact. Um, and Psalm 119, 120 says, my flesh trembles in fear of you. I stand in awe of your laws. We stand in awe of who God is. Second in that category is bowing. And this may be a little awkward for you guys. But really, this is a, a scripturally supported form of worship. If at any point during our worship service, you feel led to bow before the Lord, we want you to do that. We want you to feel comfortable to do that. It's, it's really an opportunity to honor God in, in a different way. And, and Psalm 95 says, 95.6, excuse me, says, Come, let us bow down in worship. Let us kneel before the Lord, our maker. Third, and finally in this category, dancing. So, this one, a little out there. But, this really is a scripturally supported form of worshiping God. You know, I, we, we need to do this in a way that is um, in order, as the scripture says, and also is going to be honoring and, and make sense. So, running up and down the aisles, and, you know, maybe that's your thing, we could talk later about <laughs> how to hone in on really what that looks like for you. Um, but Psalm 149:3 says, "Let them praise him, his name with dancing, and make music to him with the tambourine and the harp." So again, if you if you have some questions about any of these things, come and talk to me after service. I'd love to help communicate you know what this would look like practically in 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 our in our congregational standpoint or our our um, corporate form of worship. And uh, so. Next, we look at our hands. So our hands, we use those in worship. Um, first, we can clap. You know, we clap to the Lord. We, we, we thank him for, maybe if, we, if during a song we really connected with him, you're not clapping for us. You're not clapping for the worship team. You're, you are giving thanks and praise to the Lord for his presence. And so, in um, Psalm 47, 1 says this, Clap your hands, all you nations, shout to God with cries of joy. And, and again, you'll see this kind of theme throughout all of these. Joy, thankfulness. Like, this is all why we come to worship God. We are, we're joyful. We're, we're, we're overflowing with, with gratitude for who he is. Second is lifting hands. And Psalm 63, 4 says, I will praise you as long as I live, and in your name I will lift up my hands. And, and for some of you, that may be awkward. And that's okay. You know, I, I, I'm, I'm not like... Coming down on you for not doing that. I really want you to begin to think through what are some ways that I can um, show my worship to God, and maybe raising hands is a new one for you. Um, so you know, if you're if you're willing, give that a, give that a shot. And third is is playing instruments. So the worship team we, we really strive to play our instruments and lead you in worship in excellence. That's really what the scripture calls us to do. In um, Psalm 33:2 says. Praise the Lord with the harp, make music to Him on the ten-string lyre, sing to Him a new song, play skillfully and shout for joy. So again, shouting, playing skillfully, raising your hands—these are all things that you guys can begin to try if you'd like. Um, what I'd like to do at this point is go ahead and invite the band back up. And what's cool about—and um, I, you know, I'm not trying to be the guy who does all by leading worship and and Getting the message, but I thought it was a great opportunity for us to as a congregation once hearing this message For us to worship together right after we have we have an opportunity maybe to to try some new things or to connect with God in a new way And um, i'd also like the ushers you guys can can go ahead and prepare to receive this morning's tithes and offerings So was this helpful? All right, i'm glad (laughs) I really appreciate you guys listening and, and, you know, and connecting as I shared. And um, again, I'm really honored by the opportunity that I have to lead you guys in worship. And um, I really hope, again, that this helped kind of widen your view of what we're doing here on OCC, at OCC and why, and then some practical how-tos. Um, and so I'm going to get set up here for, for leading worship. Ushers, you guys can go ahead and, and receive the offering. Um, And and on behalf of the leaders here at OCC, I'd really like to thank you guys um, just for your faithful giving. Our our church is supported by um, our members and attenders who who give faithfully, and and we really couldn't do it without you. Um, Second service, I'm going to have this nailed. There's all these little bugs that you have to tweak what's cool is that i've got a mic on my face so i can talk so why don't we go ahead and stand together and we're going to close our time um in a in just in worshiping the lord and again i just i really want to um just encourage you guys to to think through how how can i worship god how can i show my joy my thanksgiving to him this morning um and i also want you to keep this fact in mind um our our job as the worship band, we're not we're not the performers here. Um, we really are um, the prompters for you guys. Um, you are performing before the Lord this morning. We're we're performing in well as well, but we are performing to God and God alone. You know, he is our audience of one as we as we sing praise this morning. So. What I'd like to do is just go ahead and pray once more as we just ask God to guide us into His presence once more this morning and and just let's let's enter into His His courts. Let's enter into His presence with thanksgiving and joy this morning. Let's pray.